When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coffee Break Italian, Season 3, Episode 27. Buongiorno a tutti, benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian, io sono Mark. Salve a tutti, io sono Francesca. Come stai Francesca? Benissimo Mark, grazie, anche se devo confessare ehm, abbiamo mangiato un po' troppo oggi. Esatto, we had a little celebration at lunchtime there, um, where the team all brought in different dishes, uh, and yeah, as Francesca said, abbiamo mangiato un po' troppo. Sì, e adesso abbiamo la biocco. It's a wonderful Italian expression. Avere la biocco. La biocco is when you've eaten so much you really feel a little bit sleepy. Sì, sì, sì. But we're here. We're going to be dealing with something extremely interesting which will keep us awake. Sì, abbiamo preso un caffè e quindi siamo, siamo pronti, pieni di energia. <laughs> esatto. Allora, di che cosa stiamo parlando oggi? Eh, oggi parliamo del passivo. Wow, the passive, the passive voice. And this is going to be after a meal, including Francesca's delicious tiramisu. Ah, e anche la tua tortilla, però. (laughs) But we're going to be dealing with the passive and learning all about how the passive is used. Allora, bando alle chance? Sì, dai, diamo inizio alle danze. Ok, allora, Mark, che cos'è il passivo prima di tutto? What is the passive voice? This is when we change the structure of a sentence. And the purpose of the change is to give less emphasis uh, to who did the action, whereas the active sentence gives more emphasis to the subject. Sì, forse con un esempio. Forse con un esempio. <laughs> sì, anche sempre. in inglese. Se ad esempio dico I write a letter, so this is the active mm-hmm. voice. Then the passive voice would be a letter is written by me. Sì, so in the passive we want to give more emphasis to the letter rather than me, who, mm-hmm. who is the, the author, the writer, the subject ultimately yeah. of the, the, this action. Okay. So there's a crucial thing about the passive in Italian. Yeah, there are a few things to uh, to mention. First of all, we use it quite often, especially uh, probably more in the written language, but it's very much used. And uh, because of the nature of this structure, we can only use the transitive verbs. So only transitive verbs can be transformed in the passive voice. So just as a reminder, transitive verbs are where there is an object involved. See, see, so verbs that answer the question what or whom. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's start just with a simple example, Mark, and with a sentence in the active voice. And then let's try and understand together what happens in Italian when we transform it in the passive voice and also trying to compare it with what happens in English when you form the, the passive in English. Okay. Okay. Ad esempio, scrivo la lettera. So, I write the letter or I am writing the letter. Sì. 
al passivo, diciamo, la lettera è scritta and we can also say da me if we want. So the letter is written or I guess is being written. Sì. And if we want to specify who's doing that writing, we could add in da me by me. Perfetto, sì. Let's see another example and this time in the uh, perfect tense. Ho scritto la lettera. Okay, so I have written the letter. Ho scritto la lettera. See what happens here when we want to transform this sentence in the passive and give more emphasis to the letter? La lettera è stata scritta da me. Right, this is interesting because here we've got la lettera è stata scritta. So we've got è stata, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, the perfect equivalent of è. So, è in the present, and then we know in the perfect tense that essere conjugates with essere. So, although we've got I have written a letter, and in English the letter has been written by me, mm-hmm. of course that has is going to become è stata scritta. Sì, è molto importante. We must not say a stata scritta. No, no, This no. is not correct, unfortunately, in Italian. Okay. Andiamo avanti con un imperfetto with an imperfect indicative. Scrivevo la lettera. You want to try, Mark, and transform it in the passive voice. So, scrivevo, imperfect tense. I was writing a letter. Um, would that become la lettera era scritta? Perfetto, bravissimo, molto bene. So, using essere in the imperfect here, matching up with the imperfect of the active version. Sì, esatto. And shall we try one with the future? Okay. <laughs> okay. Scriverò la lettera. So this one I'm guessing would be la lettera sarà scritta. Bravissimo, Mark. So we use the future of the verb to be, sarà, and the past participle of scrivere, scritta, agreeing with the letter. Now let's see if you remember... Il passato remoto? Oh, mamma mia! <laughs> You're testing me now. Sì, 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 sì. Un esamino. <laughs> ok, scrissi la lettera. Ok, so scrissi, our passato remoto form of scrivere. I wrote a letter. Would this be la lettera fu scritta? Sei bravo. <laughs> Bravissimo, sì. Del passato remoto of essere, fu and the past participle for scrivere, scritta. Okay. I think one of the things about this is that when we're translating it from Italian into English, we can recognize these forms and work out what they mean because ultimately it's just the use of the verb essere. Sì. But perhaps it's a little more challenging to produce it ourselves. And one thing that I'm wondering is, um, we've recently been doing subjunctives. Mm-hmm. I take it this all happens the same way in the subjunctive? Sì, la logica è sempre la stessa. So it's always the same logic. Ad esempio, eh, penso che lui scriva una lettera. Would that be, uh, penso che una lettera sia scritta? Da lui? Sì, bravissimo, bravissimo. So we have the subjunctive sia in the present tense and the past participle scritta. And of course, scritta is still agreeing with that lettera. Sì. It doesn't matter that it's lui who's writing it. Sì, 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 sì. Let's try one more, perhaps with a pluperfect subjunctive. Wow, proprio livello avanzato. Livello, sì. <laughs> <laughs> ok. Pensavo che lui avesse scritto una lettera. So I thought that he had 
written a letter. Um, so this would be pensavo che uh, una lettera mm -hmm. fosse stata scritta. Wow, bravissimo, oh. bravissimo. And this after your tiramisu, obviously your tiramisu is filling me with Italianness. Ispirazione, <laughs> sì, okay. bravissimo, molto bene. Okay, Mark, shall we try a couple more sentences just to make sure that we are all happy with yep. this? Okay. Okay, allora, eh, una facile. Tutti hanno visto il film. So everyone, or they all have seen the film. So we need to change this to the film has been seen by everyone. Sì. So il film è stato visto da tutti. Bravissimo. Il film è stato visto da tutti. So we need a verb in the singular form, in the third person singular here, agreeing with il film. While in the active sentence, we had a plural verb, mm -hmm. anno. So we have to be really careful and making sure that we get everything right. Esatto. Ok, una un po' più difficile adesso. <laughs> Penso che gli studenti abbiano detto la verità. Right, so I think that the students have told the truth. Mm -hmm. So what we want to say now is I think that the truth has been told by the students. Sì, perfetto. Penso che la verità sia stata detta sì. dagli studenti. Dagli studenti, okay, sì, nice. molto bene, molto bene. Bravissimo, okay. Mark. Okay, Francesca, so far, so good. Can I ask you something? Because I think I've come across situations where other verbs are used as an alternative to essere for the passive. Ah, sì, bravo, Mark. I think in previous uh, uh, episodes of other uh, series, uh, we mentioned the use of venire, mm -hmm. which we normally know it means to, to come. come, but being used instead of essere at times to form passive structures. Okay, give us an example of this. Ad esempio, questo argomento verrà spiegato più tardi. Okay, so this topic verrà spiegato. Literally, it will come to be explained sì. uh, più tardi, later on. Sì, sì, sì. So we have to be able in situations like this to recognize that venire doesn't mean to, to come, but it means uh, to, be, to be in a way. So this could work with sarà spiegato. Sì, sì, sì. We could say questo argomento sarà spiegato più tardi. Somehow venire adds a little bit more of dynamism to the okay. sentence. It's, it's really a stylistic personal choice. Although at times um, um, when a past participle is similar to an adjective, mm -hmm. Then venire um, removes the doubt. Ad esempio, yeah, an will <laughs> if help I there. say eh, la porta viene chiusa eh, ogni sera alle otto. Mm -hmm. That means that the door will be closed, i.e. someone will close the door every evening at, at 8 o'clock. Aha, because if I say la porta è chiusa uh -huh. ogni sera alle 8. That could be describing its state. Yeah, yeah. It might be closed at 7 o'clock, but when you go there at 8 o'clock, it will be closed. Yeah, so it, it sounds like the opposite of è aperta, è aperta. Uh -huh. and we lose the idea of dynamism yeah, of someone doing the action of closing it. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> Are there any other verbs that you can use then? We can use andare at times oh. to go. 
more with the idea of uh, um, necessity, obligation, uh, having uh, to do something. Again, an example, please. Eh, sì, ad esempio, eh, questo argomento va spiegato meglio. Okay, so this topic is explained better. Eh, more like uh, has to be explained ah, better. Right, okay. Um, so that's with your idea of necessity. Sì, sì, sì. Okay, can you give us another example of that? Eh, sì, um, i, i compiti vanno fatti con attenzione. Okay, so the homework should be done carefully. Sì, right, sì, I get it, sì, I get sì. it. I think I might leave those ones when I'm speaking. <laughs> I think it's just important to remember that venire and andare could have this uh, secondary meaning yeah. that we don't always associate with them and just keep it in a corner of your mind. <laughs> okay, now there is one other area of the passive that we've mentioned from time to time and I have to say I find it quite tricky. Ah, ho capito, il si passivante. No, 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 non ti preoccupare. <laughs> Let's talk a little about that. Okay, we use the so-called si passivante um, as an alternative to the passive that we have just um, uh, described. Um Usually when uh, the agent, the person by whom something has been done, is not, uh, is not mentioned in the, in the sentence. Okay, can we look at some further examples of this? Okay, let's, I, what I suggest that we do is let's take a sentence in the active form, let's turn it into what we can call the standard passive, mm -hmm. and then let's change it to the si passivante. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, ad esempio, um, in Italia mangiano i pomodori. So, in Italy, they eat tomatoes. See, si, so okay. the people, the Italians, yeah. we don't know. If we transform this sentence from active to passive, what can we say, Mark? So, in Italy, uh, tomatoes are eaten. In Italia, i pomodori sono mangiati. Sì, sì, molto bene. Could we say vengono mangiati? Sì, sì, bravissimo, okay. bravissimo. But not vanno mangiati, because that sounds... Uh, it could be they must be, must eaten. be eaten. In Italia i pomodori vanno mangiati, okay. because they are so good, yes. so they must be eaten. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we could also say here, as an alternative, in Italia si mangiano i pomodori. Right. So, this is where I find it a little difficult. Are you saying there, in Italy, si mangiano i pomodori, apple, um, apples? <laughs> tomatoes? <laughs> tomatoes are eaten. Uh, what, is the, what is the subject of si mangiano? Well, in theory, is i pomodori. Mm -hmm. So, this is really important. When we use the, the si passivante, very often the subject comes after the verb. Right. So this means in Italy, tomatoes are eaten, but we use the verb in the active form. So this is not a passive. Mangiano is like the same as the active uh, sentence that we gave at the start, but we add this C, this little particle C, that indicates that the sentence is actually passive. Right. However, we could look at it uh, in an easier way and just imagine that we are saying, in Italy, people eat tomatoes, uh, if it's easier. Right. Okay. But can we do the same thing 
with a singular object that they eat because I want to know what happens with the verb. That's like a, a bit of a tricky one <laughs> because the si passivante and the si impersonale are very similar, mm -hmm. but they're also different. Okay. So technically you could say in Italia si mangia i pomodori. Technically would be okay. It's uh -huh. like one, one eats. eats tomatoes. But it doesn't sound right anymore because okay. it seems that there is something uh, uh, not right because i pomodori technically is the subject. So from a theoretical point of view, it would be possible, but it doesn't sound 100% right. So what if you were saying in Italy, um, I don't know, duck is eaten? In Italia, si mangia eh, l'anatra. <laughs> l'anatra. So, there is the si. Could the si be either passivante or uh, impersonale? In a way, it could, uh, but it's more perceived as a, as a passive because we have uh, uh, l'anatra. So, end. it's more perceived as the anatra is eaten. eaten. The si impersonale is clear when there is no object or subject, depending on how we look at the sentence. For example, in Italia si mangia bene. Ah, uh, right. So I that's see. a clear si impersonale. In Italy, one yep. eats well, and we don't know what, uh, whom. Yeah. Okay, this does seem like quite a, a tricky topic, Francesca. Si, si, si. It's quite a big... Uh, topic, the si passivante. I don't know whether we're going to get through it all in this episode. Perhaps we should leave some of this for the notes. Yes, definitely. We can include more examples in the notes, so also covering all the tenses and all the combinations. But I would say at this stage, maybe what is important is for our listeners to be aware of the existence of the si passivante, recognize it, and maybe just gradually try to use it and include it and experiment a little bit with it. And we're going to see it a little in our conversation, which is coming up after the break. Sì, certo. In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. 
Okay, today we are talking about the passive and we're going to hear some examples of the passive in our conversation. Francesca, can you tell us a little about this conversation? See, I love this conversation, Mark. I think it's so Italian okay. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a, a riunione di quartiere. Oh, like a, a meeting of uh, people who live in the same area. See, see, see. So you can imagine all the personalities, all the faces, <laughs> all the conversations, the, uh, the hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, all these characters are discussing uh, a good way to create uh, a sense of community where they live. Let's have a listen now. Buonasera a tutti e grazie per essere qui nonostante il breve preavviso. Purtroppo, come sapete, ieri sera sono state danneggiate alcune auto parcheggiate in strada. Questo è solo l'ultimo di una serie di spiacevoli eventi che si sono verificati nel nostro quartiere ed è ora di prendere in mano la situazione. Sono d'accordo e vorrei sottolineare che la mia auto è stata letteralmente distrutta. Sono furioso, non ne posso più. Scusate, io sono rientrata questa mattina dalle vacanze e non ne so niente, ma la polizia è stata informata? Certo, signora Livia, la polizia va sempre informata e anche ieri sera l'abbiamo fatto. Penso che l'allarme sia stato dato dalla signora Pina, che vive al secondo piano. Sì, la signora Pina è molto spaventata e praticamente non mette piede fuori di casa da mesi ormai. Povera Pina, se la situazione non cambia sarà costretta a cambiare casa. Si devono prendere immediatamente tutte le misure necessarie per evitare che la situazione degeneri. Esatto. Ho parlato con l'amministratore condominiale e ha detto che domani verranno installate delle telecamere di sicurezza in tutta la zona. Questa è una buona idea, ma va anche sottolineato che non sarà la soluzione ai nostri problemi. In passato furono proposte soluzioni simili che non portarono ad alcun risultato concreto. È vero. Ad esempio nel quartiere Montegiglio si è visto un aumento nei casi di furto proprio in seguito all'installazione di telecamere. Sicuramente le telecamere non sono la panacea di tutti i mali, ma a qualcosa serviranno. Certo è che nel nostro quartiere manca un senso di comunità e di condivisione. Se non iniziamo a interessarci un po' di più l'uno dell'altra, i nostri problemi non si risolveranno mai. In effetti è vero. Se mi venisse chiesto chi abita nel palazzo di fronte al mio, non saprei rispondere. La vita di tutti i giorni è così frenetica. Si fanno mille cose, si conoscono tutte le star della TV e si ricevono informazioni in tempo reale da tutto il mondo, ma ci si dimentica così facilmente di chi e cosa sta intorno a noi. Perché non organizziamo una bella festa di quartiere? Non è una brutta idea. Forse sarà vista come una cosa inutile, ma potremmo comunque provarci. Io adoro le feste di quartiere. Quando ero bambina ce n'era una ogni mese. Si incontravano persone interessanti, si scambiavano opinioni e soprattutto si mangiavano sempre prelibatezze di ogni tipo. Non dovrebbe essere difficile organizzare qualcosa di simile. 
Io posso occuparmi della promozione dell'evento, saranno invitati a partecipare tutti i residenti della zona e per gli anziani verrà organizzato un servizio di trasporto. Si serviranno bibite dissetanti e dolci fatti in casa. A questo posso pensare io. E verrà fatto un bel discorso d'apertura. Mi sembrano tutte idee fantastiche e vi ringrazio molto per il vostro entusiasmo. Propongo di incontrarci di nuovo venerdì sera alle 9, così si farà il punto della situazione. Perfetto. Bene. Grazie. Very interesting indeed, and a, a large cast of characters. Ah, there. <laughs> sì, alcune voci che, <laughs> che conosciamo bene, vero? <laughs> so, as usual, we'll go through this in detail in our bonus materials. However, let's have a quick summary in English of what has happened in this conversation. Okay, as you said, Mark, there are quite a few people here, and all these people live in the same neighborhood. They get together to discuss the latest events, including some cars being damaged in the street, uh, with a man having his car completely destroyed. That's right. And one of the, the ladies involved, Signora Livia, she's just back from her holidays, and uh, she asks if the police have been informed. See, apparently uh, another signora, Signora Pina, phoned the police the night before, so that's good at least. <laughs> and they all seem quite concerned about Signora Pina. Um, she's scared and she hasn't set a foot out of, out of her home for months. And uh, Livia, I think, says that she might as well move house. Oh, poverina. So in order to solve the situation, some surveillance cameras will be installed uh, tomorrow. Although one of the ladies uh, argues that this won't solve the whole problem. Yeah, I think someone said that in another neighborhood, um, the, the number of robberies increased after cameras were installed. So it's perhaps not the solution. No. Uh, and then the, the conversation moves from uh, cameras to the lack of a community spirit, uh, a sense of community and some sort of uh, mutual interest for the, for the neighborhood. Yes, yeah, Signora Livia says that she doesn't even know who the people uh, living opposite her flat are. Yeah, and someone also says that this is basically what modern life is. We know celebrities, we have informa information from all over the world, but we can so easily forget about those uh, who are really close to us. However, they have an idea that may solve this problem. See, they want to organize a party and everyone seems really enthusiastic. <laughs> they all get on board very quickly and decide exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> si, si. Uh, Signora Livia says that uh, community parties in the past used to be very popular when she was a child and people would uh, get together, ex exchange opinions and eat, obviously. <laughs> so they decide to invite all the residents and even organize transport for the elderly. Oh, see, there will be cakes, uh, uh, soft drinks, uh, and someone will also give a speech. Allora, molto formale. <laughs> <laughs> But they all agree to meet again, I think, on the Friday. Uh, to formalize things. Yeah, sound good. Reminds me of our <laughs> of our lunch together with all the <laughs> the members of staff here. <laughs> Indeed, eating. Nobody gave a speech at lunch. So that's oh no, thing. you should have given a speech, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just finished a meeting. I think the last people, the last thing people needed was to hear my voice again. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost it for this episode. But of course, as ever, c'è ancora una cosina. 
ragazzi, la cosina di oggi è un modo di dire simpaticissimo che usiamo sempre in italiano. So we use this um, idiomatic expression when we want to say that yes, all these ideas are good, they sound great, but putting them into practice is something else. And that expression is? Forse la conosci, Mark. Tra il dire e il fare c'è di mezzo il mare. I do indeed know this expression, and I love this expression, tra il dire e il fare, so between the saying and the doing, c'è di mezzo il mare, um, there is the sea in between, so there's a huge void, a gap between sì. doing something and, uh, or speaking about something and actually doing it. Esatto, sì, sì, sì. I suppose in English we could say it's easier said than done, but ah. I think... The Italian expression is better. È più colorata. Sì, esatto. <ride> Va bene. Allora, penso che sia stato detto tutto per oggi. Ah, sia stato detto. Sì. Ah, Mi sembra. <ride> bravo, Mark, bravo. Sì, è stata un'altra puntata ricca di informazioni, di idee, di risate. Sono contenta. Eh, fammi pensare. Eh, quale argomento mm-hmm. verrà? trattato nella prossima puntata wow, Francesca. Wow, verrà trattato sono veramente colpita <ride> nella prossima puntata verrà trattato da noi l'argomento del gerundio si parlerà di gerundio allora. si parlerà di gerundio <ride> we'll be talking about the gerundio you can look forward to that next time for now, grazie mille e alla prossima ciao ciao You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.